This is Chris McGregor. The work of Discerning Hearts could not continue without your prayers and support. Between now and Easter Sunday, please consider in your almsgiving a tax-deductible gift to our ministry. Click Donate at either DiscerningHearts.com or inside the Discerning Hearts free app. Your generous support will allow us to continue our podcast for those on the spiritual journey. Thank you and God bless from all of us at Discerning Hearts. DiscerningHearts.com presents Building a Kingdom of Love with Monsignor John Essett. Monsignor Essett is a priest of the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He has served as a retreat director and confessor to St. Mother Teresa. He continues to offer direction and retreats for the Sisters of the Missionaries of Charity. Monsignor Essett encountered St. Padre Pio, who became a spiritual father to him. He has lived in areas around the world, serving in the pontifical missions a Catholic organization established by St. John Paul II to bring the good news to the world, especially the poor. He continues to serve as a retreat leader and director to bishops, priests, sisters, and seminarians, and other religious leaders. Building the Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. And what was on your heart today, Monsignor? Today. Chris, the, the greatest event in human history is taking place, and we're celebrating it today. And it's not that it was, but it is. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Jesus suffered, Jesus died, and Jesus rose. Yes, he did it in the year 33. But when we bless the Easter candle today, and my brother priests and all those who participated in the celebration of the vigil. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today. He's the Alpha, the Omega. He's the Lord of all times. And so when he rose on that magnificent day, Easter 33, he rises this year, this day, and the magnificent encounter that we can have with him. And the teaching and the magnificence of the church, the alleluias of the church. And what are they? Today, you know, we are not just a 40-day celebration. I would like this to go out to the whole world. Everyone who hears this, if you're an atheist, if you're an agnostic, if you're a Buddhist, if you're a Hindu, if you're a Muslim, listen to this message. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is the Savior of all of mankind. All of mankind can, with him, through him, and in him, overcome death. The union that the church will make today, not just of the 40 days, but because of its celebration of baptism, on this day, renewal of our baptismal vows, the focus on union with him, if, if you're not a Christian, if you're not acquainted with baptism, I think many, many of those who are baptized, whether you're Baptist, whether you're uh, a Catholic, whether you're Orth, whatever your persuasion, many baptized people do not know this as well as those who are agnostic and those who are atheist, that we, unless you have met the risen Lord, you don't know what it's all about. You could be baptized, 
but you may not have met risen Lord. Yesterday in prison, I baptized this man. He was baptized into the Lord Jesus. He was confirmed, and he received his first communion. Just as it would happen in Rome and all over the world, in your parish, wherever you were. Yesterday, in the Catholic Church, this happened. But did everybody meet the risen Lord? What is the resurrection of Jesus Christ? It's in your heart. The, the gospel of today tells us about when John entered the tomb. What was, what was that which connected John with Jesus Christ? The reading says that he comes into the tomb. He sees the cloths laying there, the napkin wrapped up in a, by itself. As a Jew, he knew that the master always leaves his napkin folded because he, he's coming back. The meal is not ended yet. So when he sees this, John says, Then the other disciple, that is himself, John, whom the Lord loved, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he entered and he saw and he believed. That's the encounter. That when you are baptized, you are asked, Do you believe? in the Father? Do you believe in Jesus, his Son? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? All of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus have this encounter, this meeting with Jesus Christ. John meets the risen Lord in the empty tomb. Now, the transformation of John does not take place there. He believes but it takes place on Pentecost. And so, all of you, hear what is being taught today by the church. We are not a 40-day people. The last 40 days, from the beginning of Lent until Easter, this is not the end of the story. It's the next 50 days that is really important. Because it wasn't until Peter had the experience of the encounter with Jesus on Pentecost. Peter didn't change when he saw Christ. Peter changed when he was baptized by the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. What is the teaching in all the readings? This is theologically and simply the truth of the gospel. They didn't change until they were united with Jesus Christ in his passion, in his death, and in his resurrection. And that occurred on Pentecost. And so for the next 50 days, the church is going to prepare our minds and hearts with the reading of the Acts of the Apostles. The church immediately brings in not what happened to Peter right after the suffering, death, and resurrection of Christ, what happened on the day of Pentecost. So all of us, as we are entering into this spirit of the resurrection of Christ, the greatest and the most marvelous gift that we could have, that Jesus himself suffered on the cross, died, was buried, and rose from the dead, that same reality, that same encounter happens when he comes into us and we come into him through baptism. That takes place 
on the Feast of the Resurrection. But so many of us, even we have this union with Jesus Christ, have not as yet encountered him to the extent that when Peter is now standing up, what is he doing? He's saying, he went about, this is in the Acts of the Apostles, he went about doing good and healing all that had come to him that were oppressed by by the devil, for God was with him. We are, listen, witnesses of all that he did, both in Galilee, in the north, uh, the land of the Jews, and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. This man, God raised up from the dead on the third day and granted that he be visible, not to everyone and all the people, but only to those who are to witness that he has chosen and were chosen by God in advance. Yesterday, in the Pope, in his talk to the people, where did you meet Jesus in your heart? Then witness to that. Go back to your Galilee. When Peter met Jesus, when he saw the risen Lord, that was the encounter. Now he is being sent forth to witness to Jesus Christ by his union with Jesus Christ in baptism. Jesus and Peter become one. Now he can witness to Jesus Christ. Now he witnesses to Christ as he goes forth. Read in the Acts of the Apostles what he's doing. And then what happens to Peter? Just like Jesus. He preaches. He performs miracles like Jesus. He suffers like Jesus. And he dies. But the greatest witness that Peter can give was when the Pope is celebrating Mass all these years later, 2014, in Rome, and there in the site where Peter died. Just as Jesus, when he suffered and died on Calvary and rose from the dead, now he goes forth into the whole world as the risen Lord. Here he is in Rome, and there he was in the prison with me, the risen Lord. And there is this wonderful witness who now is raised up, who meets him, and now can go forth and witness to the prisoners in prison and witness to his family that Jesus Christ is is alive. How? In him and through him and with him, Peter is transformed into Christ. The church celebrates this period of preparation to Pentecost, and it calls it mystagoga. This is the period. We have the Lenten period of 40 days, but this 50 days is to teach the one who is baptized how to witness to Jesus Christ. This coming week, uh, I'm going to be going to Malvern to preach on the mercy of God. Right after, I'll fly to Chicago, where I will teach priests how to become better spiritual directors. I then will go to Milwaukee, where I will teach how to drive out demons with the Institute of Leo XIII. I'll come back from that, and I'll immediately go to Costa Rica, where we're going to have a mission. You know, 
What are you planning for the next 50 days? Coloring Easter eggs? Eating jelly beans? What has happened? What kind of witness are you giving? I was in a, in a suburban parish, and that was really the height to which they thought they could witness to the children about Jesus Christ. Really, an Easter egg hunt. What is your plans to tell the world about Jesus is risen from the dead, the only one who ever did, and you are in him, and you will never die. You have gained immortality. The magnificent sequence of today's Mass, Alleluia, glorify the Paschal victim, because he who was dead has come to life, and he has united us with him. The glory of today's Mass, the union that we have with him through baptism, through confirmation, and through the Eucharist, to bring the witness of the living Jesus Christ into the whole world, how the Ukraine needs it right now, how everyone who is in the Ukraine needs it right now, how everyone who is in Vietnam needs it right now, how everyone who is in China, everyone, how our world as it prepares for a catastrophe or any disaster that's occurring in Syria, where so many are dying every day, children dying, people dying, war and violence. Jesus is there, risen, wanting to bring Easter peace to the whole world. What is he lacking? If you are listening to me and you are a Buddhist, you know, listen to the message. Read the New Testament. Read the Bible. Give God a chance. If you are Jewish, read the New Testament. Give this Messiah that has been longed for for so long. I had heard that a very ancient and old rabbi recently has embraced the Christian faith in Israel. Yes, he said, the Messiah has come. Today, we celebrate Jesus, who is the Messiah. He is not, who is he, the Messiah? He's not an earthly king. He is, from the first time of his arrival in this world, telling us, God is my father. I was announced by an angel to my mother, and God, the father, asked her to be my mother. I am the son of God. I was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are a trinity. From the first moment that I was conceived and came into the world, when I was conceived and born in her womb, and you celebrated my feast at Christmas, I am God. I am the baby God. All power is in me. And angels sang and glorified me. Heaven was glorified on the day I was born. And shepherds honored me. And so did kings. And the day I died, I suffered on the cross. And I suffered death. The consequence of sin. I was the sinless one. Because I was equal to God, and I am the Son of God, and I died 
as a human. And because I am God, I rose from the dead. No man ever in the history of humankind ever rose from the dead. That's what we celebrate today, my resurrection. Where am I now? I am in the heart and mind and soul of everyone that I have been united to by water and the Holy Spirit, by baptism. I transformed Peter into a saint, and I transformed John Paul II into a saint. And I was the one who transformed John the Twenty-Third into a saint. I know how to make human beings saints, and I know how to make you a saint. You may not really be even baptized yet, as this man who was just baptized in prison. You may have done many things even to take you wherever you are in this world. I am Jesus, the Son of the living God, and I came into this world by the power of the Holy Spirit, and I came into the world again by the Holy Spirit coming upon the apostles and the early church. I am the Trinitarian God who loves you and extending to you today baptism. To be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And for the next 50 days, you will have instruction if you will read it and do with the church. Open the Acts of the Apostles. See what happened to that normal, ordinary group that was so disparate, so broken, so confused, when on Pentecost Day, the Holy Spirit came upon them and the church began. You know what happened there? I came into them. Just as today, I am come into the world through baptism, through union with you and me. And in order to receive this, you have to believe. You have to make a brokenness with this world. Do you reject Satan and all his works and all his empty promises? Because the king of this world is the devil. If you want only a job, if you want only food and drink or whatever you're doing, not that there might be anything bad in all that, but if that's all you want is this world's goods, you might be a good Buddhist, you might be a good Hindu, and you might be a good Jew. And is it enough? Have you ever met me, the living God, who promises you, and this is what I promise, eternal life, who promises you happiness forever, who promises you peace, because you and I were made to be one. When I created all of you, I wanted you to be in my kingdom. It's the kingdom of love. Do you want eternal love? I have made you. I designed you. You were made for me. Don't just look at the fact of the limitations you have by your sinfulness or brokenness. I can transform you not only to be good, but to be me. 
I have come into this world to give you life, to give you happiness, to give you eternal life, to give you truth, to give you love. You were made for me, and I was made for you. And so the Alleluia's that the church is singing today is really truly being sung by the angels in heaven. All of those who have died and gone before you, who have been united with me, are now singing an eternal song of praise and glory. Heaven was made by me, and you were made for heaven. No matter where you are, no matter who you are, don't think of yourself in whatever terms that others around you have told you. You were not made for this world. You were made for heaven. You were made for eternal happiness. And I am your savior, your redeemer, your friend. And I give you this promise. I will bring you to eternal life. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however sinful and broken you are, you were made for me, and I was made for you. Give me a chance. Meet me. Let me meet you. Today, through this broadcast, if you are listening, open your heart. Even now, I can meet you. And you can meet me. And that's what Easter is all about. Monsignor, just so you know, I pulled up some of the lands that this message has traveled to. Of course, throughout the United States, through Canada, Australia, United Kingdom, but also in the lands from Argentina to Chile to Peru, you have had people listening from Venezuela, but also Thailand and Ghana, the Czech Republic, Denmark, Croatia, Guatemala, Russia, China, Bahrain, Romania, Ethiopia, also in Nambia, Uganda, and Pakistan. This message that you have, that you say the little podcast that goes out, is amazing that it penetrates through the boundaries of these different countries, but also into the hearts and homes of those who are seeking. When I hear his love, he has a way of coming to the people that he loves, and that I'm so grateful that he would use my voice, the instrument that you have helped supply with so that this word can go out to, that, to all the people that you just talked about and that they can, they can hear. And when you hear the message of the love of Jesus Christ, then you can really respond to it. And hopefully you can meet him his desire to meet you and your desire and need to meet him. And when you meet him, that's the encounter. When you experience the living God, when you experience Jesus, you were made for him. 
He made you for himself. Every promise he has ever made, he wants to fulfill. He knows the desires of your heart. And today on this beautiful, beautiful Easter day, he wants to meet you. And having met you, this is the key. Then you can witness to him. How can I tell you about him? I know him. And he knows me. And the sweetness and the beauty that's awaiting you. And when you meet him, you too will want to go out from Thailand to the world, from Russia to the world. Then you want to go out from China into the whole world. You will become a witness because you will know the sweetness of Jesus Christ. Open the scriptures today and read the acts of the apostle. Open the scriptures, read the accounts of his resurrection. Give him a chance to touch your heart with his word. Final thought, Monsignor. Were you there when he rose up from the dead? Were you there when he rose up from the dead? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when he rose up from the dead? Mary Magdalene met him. She was the first one, even though the apostles had been with him all, all the time that he had been there. But the first one to announce the resurrection was a woman. Are you a woman? Have you met Jesus Christ? You too can be a witness like Mary. Peter was a fisherman, and he denied our Lord three times. But he was transformed by water and the Holy Spirit, he became Jesus. And he was witnessing to Christ. All of us are being called to be his witnesses today. For the next 50 days, I hope and pray that all of us who have encountered Jesus Christ will be his witnesses. In Pennsylvania, in Nebraska, in the whole world, wherever you are and wherever you encounter him. God bless. Happy Easter. You've been listening to Building a Kingdom of Love with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this episode, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com, or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, which is to offer authentic and rock-solid spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. And if you feel us worthy, please consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com And join us next time for Building the Kingdom of Love with Monsignor John Essef.